Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Breaking Five, a running podcast. Today, you get to hear me interview my college cross-country and track coach, Jenny Ryan. She coaches at Northern Michigan University, which is where I went to college from 2007 to 2011. Really cool part is that I was part of the first class of, that she coached as a head coach. So you get to hear from her about her experience really since then until now. It's 2020. I was there in 2007 when I was a freshman. We, we get to talk about her background as well. She has a really cool background. Her background is in running, but also in skiing. She competed through her 20s into her 30s pretty competitively for skiing. You'll get to hear a story about how close she came to making it to Olympics. She skied. She also did the bi biathlon. So you get to hear a little bit about that too. And then we'll dig into her coaching experience. We'll even get to ask her what it was like to coach me. We talk about that a bit. And honestly, it gives a little insight into where I am today. We get into my mindset and really where I was confidence level, which I will say was not very high back as a college athlete and, and where I am today. So that was pretty neat to get to dig into. Lastly, we get to talk with her about what she believes are the biggest factors for an athlete to really find their true potential and find success as an athlete and what sets the ones that really achieve high and find their greatest potential versus those who don't. And lastly, she'll, she will share her breaking five moment, which is going to be her breaking five moment as a coach, which we all know can be even more special when we have it in an athlete. It's not even for ourselves, but it's for an athlete that we're coaching. And she's going to share that. And I'm super excited for you guys to hear this one. This is a super special one for me. There's a reason I put this as my first interview on here because, you know, she was my college coach, meant a lot, and just a great human being. So I hope you enjoy this one. Love to hear your feedback. And until then, let's get going. So one day I decided to ask myself, could I break five minutes in the mile? At age 30, could I return to the sport of track and go after my unmet goal of breaking five minutes? Was my body capable of this? Was my mind capable of this? And most importantly, was my spirit capable of pushing through the ups and downs to find the answer? You are listening to Breaking Five, a running podcast, where we search for this answer as well as yours for achieving your breaking five moment, whatever that may be for you. We will gain inspiration and knowledge from others who have achieved their breaking five moment, those working towards theirs, as well as those who have helped the athletes along the way. I'm your host, Kristen Schultz, physical therapist, runner, and running coach. Let's run full force towards our wildest dreams and take a listen to today's episode. All right. Welcome back to Breaking Five, a running podcast. Super excited for today's guest. You guys get the pleasure of talking to my college coach, Jenny Ryan, head coach of NMU track and field and cross country. That's up in Northern Michigan University. But this will most likely be the first episode that's not me talking. So I really thought it'd be special to have her on to be that. So Jenny, thank you for being here. Super excited to have you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yes. So I'll give a little bit of an introduction, but we'll start off with, if you wouldn't mind, just getting a little bit of an introduction of maybe just a tiny bit of your, your coaching background, and then we'll go into a little bit the side of you as an athlete too. Okay. So, well, I started coaching as a graduate assistant coach here at NMU in the year 2000. 
before that, I did some coaching when I was a, I, I was a, a middle school teacher and I did coach skiers and I coached uh, middle school track and field way back. But 2000 is when I started the college coaching as a graduate assistant. I was a, a graduate assistant for two years. And then Sten was able to get, Sten, who was a head coach, he was able to get it to be a full-time. So I was a full-time assistant coach for cross-country running and cross-country skiing. And then at that point, we had dropped track um, some years before that. And so we re-added track in like the year 2003. And so then I became the assistant for that. So I was assistant for cross country, skiing, and track and field. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, so that was busy, some busy years. And then in 2007, they asked me to be the head cross country running coach. So I was, yeah, so head cross country running, assistant skiing, assistant track and field. And then I, I did all three, let's see, 2011, they, they funded somebody else to help out with skiing because it was getting to be so much. So then I oversaw cross country and assistant track and field. But then now five years ago, they asked me to, to be the head track and field again with the cross country. So pretty much over took over both of the programs and been kind of rebuilding the track and field program the last three, four years. And now we've been pretty solid the last couple years in track. Yeah. And field. No, it's been fun to watch. Cause yeah, like she said, so Fun fact is that I got to be part of the first class of her head coaching year. So 2007 would have been my first year of, of running in college. So, but back then, yeah, she was, a, you know, assistant on the track side, but fun to see the program you've built and like how strong the distance. I mean, I watch the distance. I don't watch, I guess I don't pay attention to this. This printer's as much, sorry, but I, I just like how strong the program has become like year after year. It's been really cool to watch. But like she said, she has a background really in cross-country skiing and running, which is kind of cool. And that was a little bit different, I guess, of where at NMU skiing, cross-country skiing was a very, you know, a big thing there too. So kind of cool to see. So going into that, do you mind sharing a little bit about, and I hope, I'm sure I'll learn a little bit here too, about your background, um, both as a skier and a runner, because you did both, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in high school, I, uh, I ran cross country and track and field and skiing. So as a, well, I ran in junior high, I ran cross country and track and field. And then when I got to high school, I ran cross country in the fall. And it just happened that our cross country running coach was also the ski coach. And I had never, I mean, I had cross country skied for fun a few times with my family, but our cross country running coach, he said, hey, why don't you come out for skiing in the winter to stay in shape for running? And I said, uh, okay, I'll try that, you know, and so I, I bought an old pair of skis and poles and boots and went out for the team and actually ended up really liking skiing, and, and uh, the, first, <laughs> the first few races, I was like one of the last kids on the team, but by the end of that season, I was in the top five. In fact, I, at this, I went to the state meet with the group, and so I uh, was one of the top skiers by the end of the season, so I did that through high school, so cross-country running, cross-country skiing, track and field, and then when I was going to college, I was going to go for running, and I was recruited by some different running coaches, visited a lot of, a lot of teams uh, looking to run cross-country and track and field. But that senior year, I had also gone to, uh, I had also gone to the junior nationals in cross-country skiing. And when I was out there, which was in Lake Placid, New York, I met the assistant coach for um, Montana State University, who was the ski coach, and he was trying to convince me I should continue with my skiing. So I thought about it and talked my parents into it and decided to go to Montana State without, you know, back then we didn't have internet, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have, I looked at a pamphlet 
of Montana <laughs> State University. Didn't go visit it ahead of time. Oh my gosh. Just, <laughs> just convinced my parents that's what I wanted to do. And they gave me a small scholarship. So my parents drove me out there in the fall. And yeah, and I started, so I, I and there they didn't, they didn't let people run on the team and ski on the team. I would have liked okay. to do both. But they only gave you, you know, you had one option or the other. So I was only on the, the ski team. But I did run, you know, a lot of our tr ski training, cross-country ski training is running. Right. So I did quite a bit of running. But yeah, I went out there. And so for five years, I was on the ski team out there. I went to the nationals in, yeah, college nationals. I was an All-American one year, awesome. four, fourth <laughs> place at the national championships in 19... Fourth place. 1988. <laughs> One year before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> and then I graduated in 1989 from college uh, with a degree in math education and a minor in PE and health. And so my plan was to be a teacher, although at that point I was not ready to give up my athletic career. And I really felt like I was still, I still had a lot of, like I, a lot of potential and I had, and I wanted to keep going. So I decided to keep training. And so I actually followed a boyfriend up to Marquette, Michigan at that, that next year after I did my student teaching. And it was because he was up here going to school. But anyway, so I started, and that's when I first came up to NMU and I met Sten Feldheim, who was the coach even way back then for, for cross-country running and skiing. So he helped me write a training plan and I, I kept training for skiing. And that year I trained on my own, traveled on my own, raced, went to the U.S. Nationals for skiing, went to all the, you know, senior national races, and uh, had a, some pretty good performances. I ended up, I was probably in the top 15. Well, I was in the top 15 in the country um, in skiing, and so, yeah, so I continued, <laughs> continued, and then it just happened that that, that next year, and I kind of knew this was happening, they opened up this uh, U.S. Olympic training site or it was called the U.S. Olympic Education Center here at Northern oh, yeah. Michigan and so then I was accepted into that program so I got I got free room and board and free coaching starting then and that was uh, 1990 to be in that program and then and there you, you had a coach you could stay for free in the dorms and the coach would train you and they'd pay for part of your uh, travel and expenses That's so then I was in, yeah so then I was in that program for three years training just seriously but at the same time I was working so I was working just enough to make enough money to keep doing what I was doing <laughs> so I had jobs at let's see at Pizza Hut a couple restaurants I worked in the Olympic Education Center training site it's you know in the office and uh, so I was able to pay get some money there to help continue what I was doing so then I tried out for the 1992 and 94 Olympic teams in cross-country skiing very cool <laughs> Yeah, in 1992, I was, I mean, I'd, I raced okay, but I was probably in the top 15, but not good enough to make the team. And then that was the year, those were the years where they, they split up the Olympics so that, you know, originally all summer and winter were on the same year. So through 92, the summer Olympics and the winter Olympics were both in the same year, 92. Okay. But then they, they split it so that every, it happened so that every two years, then there would be an Olympics every two years. So they made the winter ones then in 94 and then summer was 96 and then winter was 98. So I got lucky because I had a two year instead of training for another right. four years. Right, right. Yeah. During like your prime probably like because how old were you at that point? Let's see 94 I would have been uh, tw 28. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so that was really my prime. So yeah. skiers, you know, and, and endurance athletes usually for women, their prime is, is later twenties into thirty. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, so I continued. Um, so, so then I tried out for that 94 Olympic team, but I ended up getting the flu at the Olympic trials. Oh and, no. <laughs> yeah. And that's how they picked the team was just on that one week Olympic trials. Right. So I was sick. I tried to race. I was up in Alaska. I tried, I raced a few races. I dropped out, but then I finally got healthy by the end, the very last race, which was the 30 K. And I, and I got like, I don't remember exactly, but 10th or 12th, you know? So I think I would have had an outside shot to make that Olympic team. But yeah. had you been healthy? Like, had I been healthy, yeah. Because how many, it's like multiple races then? Yeah, it was uh, five races. And okay, then, and then you're so, healthy for the one, so. Just for the one, yeah. Dang. Yes, yeah, so that was a bummer. <laughs> was that so your then, last time yeah. going for it then, 96 then? Well, no, 94, 94. So actually, no. So then I, <laughs> I still felt like I wasn't, <laughs> I still felt like I kept getting stronger and faster. So. Yeah. But I decided to switch instead of skiing, I, I switched to biathlon. So, yeah. which is where you carry a rifle on your back and you, <laughs> and you shoot. So then in, in 94, I started, I learned how to shoot. I had never shot any kind of a gun or rifle or anything. So I got some help from a few different people and started learning how to shoot. And so from 94 to 98, then I trained for skiing, but biathlon. So I started, I trained for shooting, trained for skiing. I went to the U.S. Nationals and the National Guard Biathlon Nationals were every year too. So in those those years, and then I tried out for the 1998 Olympic team. Okay. Yeah. And in the biathlon at that in point. Biathlon, <laughs> yes. And I had some pretty good races. I actually had some of the fastest ski times of anybody on the of that tried out. You know, I had the top three ski times, but my shooting was good but not great. So. Okay. I shot about 70%. If I would have shot about 80%, I would have made the Olympic team. Okay. So I probably finished like either 10th or 12th and they took eight on the Olympic team. So yeah. So it's like so close. So close. (laughs) So why the biathlon? Just for something different or? (laughs) Yeah, kind of something different. And actually the boyfriend at the time was, he had been a biathlete. So that was kind of, you know, he had said, I'll I'll help you learn how to shoot a little bit. Yeah. And yeah, so I just decided to to try that and continue with, and and, because I thought I, you know, because my skiing was pretty good, but was good, but not great enough to make that ski olympic team and i thought if i could shoot pretty well i might be able to make that olympic team in biathlon yeah yeah but that's awesome that you like obviously had those experiences and were super close and well who knows what would have happened with being when you were sick but you know it's still yeah awesome that you were able to train that long into your i don't know that you kept going too because i don't know that that many people keep training you know i don't know that that many people do after college or i mean they do yeah. not a ton it really isn't a ton that keep going no it's not it's not a ton and i did stay for a long time and maybe too long but you know, looking back, I don't, I don't think, I think I'd do it again. Cause I, yeah. you know, there were so many, even though I didn't make a team, there were just, I had so many great experiences and the people I met and the places I went. And yeah, um, I think it, I think it actually helped me too in my, in my coaching career. Um, right. Ultimately. No, for sure. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it's like, I mean, this kind of what this podcast is even about. It's like, 
trying, you know, finding your potential and going after it and not being scared and like, I don't know, like not being fearful if you're like, oh, maybe I met my prime, maybe I shouldn't keep going, but you don't know, like, why not find out, like, and see, yeah. and it's yeah. about the journey anyways, like you said, like who you're going to meet along the way and, and, and all that, so yeah. that's awesome, thanks for sharing that, there's a lot to unpack there, I feel like, so first off, I knew I would learn some, I was like, I feel like I don't know your story enough, like, I know we've talked about it some, but like, you know, apparently when I was 18 to 21, I didn't ask a ton of, as many questions as <laughs> I would have now, like, maybe it's too self-centered, you know, no, I'm just kidding, but so you, you grew up in the cities, right, in, or in that, in, yeah, in, oh, in Burnsville, yeah, I okay. forgot, in Burnsville, so. okay, Near Minneapolis, near Minneapolis, yep. Near Minneapolis, and you just go up to Montana. Like, I knew you yep. went to the school in Montana, just drove out there, never been there. <laughs> never been there. <laughs> kind of, when I moved to North Dakota, I was like, I never had been there, obviously. I just went to North Dakota. <laughs> yeah. A little different, though, than going yeah. to Montana. But then you it's ran kinda, it. Kind of crazy when I think back that, it, that's, I, that I did that. It, I mean, <laughs> but turned out good. <laughs> it turned out, right? And yeah. Still go visit. You visited, I remember, once. Yeah, just last summer. I hadn't been there in quite a while, but just last yeah. summer I went back and, yeah. Montana's definitely a place I want to go. I need to go sometime. So. Oh, yeah, you would love you would love it. It's just I haven't made it there. <laughs> so you yeah. ran only in high school then. You didn't run in, in college at all. No. And then, but don't you, you have a pretty fast mile time, don't you? Like 508 or something? Yeah, uh, 513 I ran okay. in high school. Okay, yeah. okay. That's yeah, it was my school record for, it held for 25 years, but then that's awesome. now somebody ran, now it's like 502, so okay. it's quite a bit lower, but yeah, it held yeah. for a while. That's awesome. <laughs> but you can say that you held a school record in high school, so. Yes, yes. <laughs> so you started off in the back of the pack skiing. This was in high school too, right? Yeah, yeah high school, back yeah. Back of the pack, and then just kind of, what do you, what do you feel like, and this might be too far back to think of, but what made the difference? Did you just have some natural talent, or was it like you just you know, as you kept training or, you know, your coach really pushed well, you and saw the yeah, talent in you? Or? Yeah, good question. I think, I mean, I think the fitness from running, you know, really helped in the skiing, but I had a really good coach too. And, you know, that really was good with the technique. And, but I think, and I think I just naturally, I did have some natural talent in skiing. It just kind of came pretty easy, but I think the running, definitely the running background, yeah. you know, helped in the skiing for sure. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I didn't realize how long you were in Marquette for. I guess I don't know. Like you've been in Marquette for a while then, really. Well, yeah. So eighty so eighty-nine I first moved up eighty-nine to ninety-three, but then I did leave between nineteen ninety-three and two thousand. I was oh, gone. Gotcha. I, I moved um back out to Montana and okay. I lived up there. So when I was training for a biathlon, I was out in Montana. Out there. Gotcha. Yeah. And okay. then after I got done training for a biathlon, I did, I did uh, teach middle school math for a year in Montana. Okay. And substitute taught for a year. And then, then in 2000 is when I then moved back here to start working. Because I, I had started my master's degree back in that Olympic education, you know, when I was training yeah. here. Okay. Then I never finished it. So when I came back in 2000, those first two years I was that graduate assistant, I ended up finishing up my master's degree. So kind of got back into the education part of the whole, you know, sports science, exercise science, um, learning a little bit more about coaching and, yeah. and uh, theology. And, and so finished it up those first two years when I was, when I was okay. coaching. Okay. What, when did you know you wanted to coach or when did you, what, what made that switch that you were like, I don't want to do math be a math teacher 
Yeah, kind of when I was, did that one year, I, I'd done that one year of middle school math teaching and it was, a, I just taken a, a woman had taken a sabbatical. So it was just a one year position, which was okay. kind of nice in a way. Um, and then I, and then I substitute taught for a year. And so I had a lot of, you know, chances to go in and out of classes. And I just, I enjoyed parts of it. You know, I enjoyed working with the kids. I enjoyed teaching and the kids that were motivated to learn. Yeah. But I spent a lot of time with, well, especially middle school and general eighth grade math of kids that really did not enjoy math, did not want to be there. And right. so it was, so, and then when I did do some coaching, then I realized, you know, I really enjoyed people that were super motivated and wanted to, wanted to get better, wanted to learn, wanted to push themselves. And I enjoyed that so much more. And then making those relationships with the athletes I, I enjoyed. So, yeah, kind no, of then. And you get a lot of that in running and definitely in college running too. Like it's a motivated bunch for the most part. So you don't have to worry about that part. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's what I, and then when I started coaching with Sten and he was pretty, you know, he was pretty strict. I mean, you know, had set high expectations and I kind of learned that from him with the athletes in both academics and athletics. And so I think that, that really made me want to do that and work with those kind of athletes that were motivated. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Did you think you were going to end up coaching skiing more or did you know it would end up being running or was your plan more skiing? Yeah, my plan really was more skiing, you yeah. know, because I was, yeah, that's that was kind of my sport at that point. Right. But I did, you know, I always say that kind of running was really my first love. I mean, I yeah. started as a runner all the way since when I was a little kid. I loved running. So, so really, I kind of, I guess, kind of came full circle back around to, to running. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, so yeah, I didn't, I actually thought it would be more skiing, but then when it, when I started doing more running and more track and, and then it, I had that opportunity to be, and Stan was going to be here for a while as the ski coach and I, I loved right. it here. So I yeah. really wanted to stick around. So running worked out, worked out well for me. Nope. That makes sense. That, that's awesome. What you mentioned back that, you know, you know, obviously being an athlete really helps you with being coach. And I totally agree. What do you think that you really learned through your time with being an athlete that has transferred into being a good coach now? You know, I think just being able to help the athletes like learn that, I mean, that consistent consistency as an athlete, you know, the, this consistent heart, consistent, smart work and just, you know, setting goals, I guess. And, and just knowing what it what it's like for that for an as an athlete then to be able to be the coach and kind of know a little bit about what they're going through about the you know the uh, uh, getting worried and getting stressed and you know the confidence levels and all of that kind of stuff and really so right. being able to help help with all all that stuff i think helped yeah cuz you understand it's not just like oh here i'm here to set give you a workout to do today it's like no there's a lot more to, to than that to it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> helping them build their, build their confidence and then believe in and, and then learn. And then also being able to, as an athlete, knowing how you feel when you're doing a workout and you know how it's okay to feel tired at times, but sometimes you gotta, if you are feeling really tired for a long time, you know, there might be a reason and might be a reason to back off. And right. So yeah, just a lot of my own experiences, I'm able to kind of remember and then use them as, as a coach. Right. No, I think that always, uh, yeah, it always makes, uh, uh, it, it's always better if you've done it before, you're doing it currently when you're a coach, for sure. Yeah. We were kind of talking about this before we started recording, and you were kind of alluding to it just now, but 
what do you feel like more than ever is important as a coach? What's like the most important factor as a coach that makes a difference for your relationship with the athlete and for them, you know, performing and reaching their goals and everything? Yeah, good question. I mean, that, and I think the more I coach, the more I realize how important this is. I mean, there are so many different ways to get faster, to, to get better, you know, by doing, I mean, different types of workouts and stuff that you can do. But, but I think really like the relationship between the coach and the athlete and also helping the athlete like become more confident in themselves and by the coach believing in them and helping getting them to believe in themselves yeah. I think is such a huge, such a huge thing because I, I feel like the, the, some of the top athletes I've had now in the last, well, including you, but the more confidence I can get you to have, get my athletes to have, um, and the more they believe that I believe they have that ability, yeah. then they're going to, then they're going to believe it. Believe it. Yeah. 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 No, that's so, awesome. That, that like leads into like a question I was going to ask, which is basically the same. You basically just said it, but like, what is it that, you, you know, like the top athletes that you've had go through, like, what is the difference that they have that not even that they have that others don't have, or what, what do they end up? Yeah. What, what do they have or what do they exhibit that others might not ever get to? What's, what makes the difference do you think of the, the ones that go on to be all Americans, all that, you know? Yeah. I think just that, that confidence, you know, and that, uh, and you know they of course they all have they all are have the work ethic and the right you know all that kind of stuff but i think it it is more the confidence and more them believing in themselves and then you know knowing that you believe in them and and knowing that you have these high expectations or high you know i like i believe that they can be even faster than than they think they can so yeah then, yeah <laughs> and and then uh you know that belief helps them become even faster and even better and and believe that they can win a race or believe that they can set those those goals even higher yeah no that's awesome yeah we were talking about this beforehand and how you know she was saying like she just yeah like she just said feels like you know that as she's coached more and more like that's become like the you know more of the important factor of being a coach and I was telling her too, like same thing, like with, you know, coaches I've had, and this can relate to, you know, in business too, I think of, cause I've had lots of coaches in business. It's like, if, if you don't think they believe in you, like you, you're not going to believe in you. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's just any type of coach, like if they believe in you, you're more likely to yeah reach that goal. And uh, it's super important as a coach and an athlete for me. And I'm just taking a couple notes over here so I remember the <laughs> I know I know the listeners can't see this but just so I can remember the important parts for sure no I love that leading into that so you're talking about like you definitely feel like you know confidence is a really important part and I'm the athlete but also the coach and instilling that into the athlete I feel like for me like I feel like I've struggled with confidence and you know in a lot of things in general um and I really feel like as I've gotten older, I've gotten better at that. And then even in my running, like before I've decided to recently get back into track season, like I've gone out and done like half marathons, 10 Ks, and just like the mindset has become better. But I figured since you're my college coach and if you can, we can rewind, I don't know how much you can remember, but (laughs) what do you remember about me with as an athlete and competing, I know what I remember, but I'll get your viewpoint on, you know, where my confidence was as an athlete and things we had to work on and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think definitely that, that was one thing you, that you didn't have a lot of confidence in yourself. 
Yeah. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I remember cross country and then even track and field and, and, you know, when you, when you started, the more confidence you got in yourself, you know, the better results you had. And it wasn't so much that you, I mean, you were doing the training and you were getting fitter, but more so, you know, as you gain confidence, that's when you, that's when your times and your results got better. Yeah. Yeah. I think definitely you had a low, I mean, not, not a low self-esteem, but a low, you weren't confident in your, in the, your abilities that you actually had because, you know, I saw it in you. And a lot of times I think this happens. I saw it in you before you saw it in yourself. Right. And it, it just, it takes, it takes a while. It takes time. And that's exactly, I mean, I was, it was fun, not fun, but it was interesting. Like to, it's always interesting to watch you and watch young athletes. Cause I was exactly the same way. Right. You know, I, I didn't have the confidence and, and, uh, I had some good coaches throughout the years and, and, uh, that's, I think what helped me get to that, get to each next level is have those coaches yeah. confident, but yeah, definitely you didn't have the confidence in yourself, but even so, even by the time you're a senior, you know, you still could have used a lot more confidence. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, like that's and I what see I- it now in, and I'm really impressed now watching you now. It, and that's, what's so fun is watching, you know, my athletes, former athletes throughout their careers. And especially when you, now you're on, on the internet, on whatever I can, I can watch, <laughs> watch like, my stories and my, I watch your, I watched your, I watched your life. And it's so, <laughs> and, and for me, it's just so rewarding to see, I mean, you came a long way while you were an athlete, but, yeah. I, but you've come even farther, you know, and of course I was a young coach. Like we always say we were freshmen together. You were a <laughs> yeah. freshman athlete and I was a freshman coach, Yep. <laughs> you know, and I think now I could help you even more back then, but, but it's been really fun watching to see what you've done and who you, you know, how confident you have been become in, in your, in your career and in everything you've done and in your running to continue your running. Yeah, no, thank you. And I, I feel that in myself too. Um, but the, the, the the interesting part of the track season I just did is I think I'm in a learned pattern. I don't know what the right word is, but my races that I did, I was still showing up kind of scared and I definitely didn't have a performance that was matching up to my races, <laughs> which yeah. or my, sorry, my training. So it's it kind of been a head game a little bit for me. Um, so I was like, you know, I'm going to ask Jenny cause she'll know. And she's seen me and I'm sure you remember like how I was, Oh yeah. But I felt like I've come a long way in my confidence in a lot of things, but it, I, I think there's some programming in my brain that's remembering track. And I'm like, no, I haven't, I haven't, I had, did not out of the four races I had and three that were miles, like I didn't do, I didn't go all out in any of them. So <laughs> I, it's, I mean, it's just going to add to this journey of, okay, like this is just another factor that I'm going to have to figure out and overcome. But I think yeah. it's fun to dig back into because what I remember too, and maybe it's what will just be good to confirm is that like, I would do pretty well in practices, right? Like I would yeah. be like yeah. up there in practices, whatnot. And then I'd go and compete and I'd be like behind who I was like in practices with or yep. like just kind of raced scared. I don't know. Am I making that yeah. up or is that true? <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. That's definitely what I saw is like, you're, you're, you had more potential than you actually showed in the races, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> Like you're, yeah, you're training that always be like, oh, she's going to, you know, she's going to break that record or she's going to, you know, run really fast this weekend. And then you'd always run respectable. You'd run well. But I just, I, I, yeah, I definitely thought you 
could have run in the, the training you were doing and, and how, you know, how fit you were, how strong you were, that you should have been able to race faster. Right, right. So no. It, it definitely, I think, was a mental point and mental at that yep. point, you know, yeah. more the belief and the confidence in yourself. Yeah, no, for sure. And I feel like I remember like conversations on the bus and like, I would be like, I don't know. I just remember like talking and I would be probably just all in my head and, you know, I, yeah, I think I remember even be like, oh, you're, you know, you would say stuff like maybe like you can run that and I wouldn't believe it. Like I didn't believe it. And I probably spent more time nitpicking things like, oh, like thinking, like overthinking things. And when I think about that, like that relates to like, it relates to a lot of things in life. And like, I'm thinking business, like I see a lot of business owners do that too. It's like, overthinking and then it's more of a thing because you don't have the confidence I was probably doing the same thing in my running was what I was right. doing. yeah yeah but yeah I just it's helpful to reconfirm and yeah I want you to tell you don't have to like let anything back that's <laughs> Kristen whatever how many years ago now I don't, I don't care you can say anything about her like it doesn't matter you can say anything about me now too but yeah so do you see that? And I think you said that you do, but you see that a lot with endurance athletes or is it just a select few that, you no, know, a, a lot. And it's especially in young women, I think they, I think just, you know, don't have that confidence. Um, and it's, that's, I think if anything, that's a, one of the bigger parts to, to work on in coaching is, you know, getting those, getting that confidence level up because once, you know, once they get that confidence level up, whether they're as fit as they can be or not, they start believing in themselves and the results are, are just going to show. Right. So, so yeah, I see it in a lot of, a lot, like probably 80% of them. Yeah. Just, they don't have the, the confidence level. Now yeah. I did have this last year. I had a couple of freshmen that, you know, they, they, they were interesting. They weren't afraid and they just like <laughs> went off the front and they accident. <laughs> like they believed more than they should have that they could win the race when they <laughs> that's awesome so that's kind of that was an interesting thing I, I haven't had in a while so I had to learn how to sort of teach them more how to pace and more how to be you know sort of respectful in a way of some athletes that were really knew how to race well and 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 learn from them instead of thinking they could beat all these seniors that have been training for five years as a little freshman. <laughs> That's awesome. But I told them, I said, you know, a year or two, you guys get the training under your belts, you know, keep that confidence of that you're going to win and you will, you know, yep. you will win the race. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to have the, yeah, now you have the, um, the training under your belt and this ridiculous confidence. So, Hey, and probably exactly. going to push, push some of the upperclassmen a little bit. I'm sure there's a little, bit oh, like, yeah, that was, you are. Yeah. Like, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> yeah. It was interesting. One of the first, the first race, actually, this one freshman, she went out, you know, she was like, I don't know, like 50 meters in front of the whole field. And one was our, our senior who's, you know, has been an all American and yeah, she was ahead of her by like 50 meters with the <laughs> oh my gosh but then and at about a mile she was still about seven seconds ahead but then yeah about about a mile and a half she got caught she still hung in there pretty good but yeah definitely that's not, that's not bad then not bad yeah <laughs> did I race against either of them earlier this uh season? no you didn't no. oh, okay Okay. Earlier this year, I went over to a meet in Michigan where Jenny was at and got to race against a few of her athletes. So that was 
that was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Felt like uh, I was in, back in college again, just 30 <laughs> racing against all these 18 to 21 year olds. <laughs> but it's great. Awesome. What, what ends up being, what clicks for people or is there something you say or do for your athletes that have low confidence? What have you found works the best? Is, you know, is it more than just like a pep talk? Is it more than just time and them figuring out that they believe in themselves or what is it do you feel like that helps your athlete become confident or what have you seen? That's a good question. Um, I think it is, I think, I mean, it's partly just day to day, you know, not maybe pep talk, but day to day, day to day, the training and, you know, just keep, keep talking to them. Not, not just one time, but like, you know, every couple of days, just like, wow, great workout or wow, you know, you're, you're running some times that, you know, have been as good as some of the best athletes I've had. And, and uh, just kind of that continual, you know, positive, I guess, reinforcement throughout their, all the, all the training and then just kind of keeping track of paying attention to what they're doing and, and just, and I think, like I said before too, gaining, you know, getting a relationship with, with each athlete and kind of showing interest in what they're doing besides running, but other parts of their lives, you know, and then they start, they start getting confidence just in general, just in their lives and their academics, but also then in their, in their running. Yeah. No, I love that. That was like, so I coached for the first time, high school cross country this past fall as you know and that was my favorite thing I think to help the girls with was like you know just anything I could do to help them with their mindset and their confidence and because that was so so prevalent in the high school girls right and just that was my favorite part and I think because I know that I've been there and that's been me (laughs) having that low confidence and yeah um yeah but anyways, awesome. I'm glad we had that conversation. Wasn't necessarily intending to go that way, but it's super helpful. And yeah, like I was, I was sharing, I've found that I'm, it's something I'm going to have to overcome and I don't know exactly. Yeah. I'll figure it out. It's gonna be fun along the way. But like I was sharing, like I've hit this, the, the races I did have, I did not race where I was training at all. And it's funny how the brain remembers, I think, because I think that's what was going on. Like, I remember, like, I remember how scared I got before every race. I'm like, nowadays, I'm like, why are you scared? It's literally just a race. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, you get to do this. It's exciting. But I was like, like, unhealthily, I don't, that's a word I just made up, I think, <laughs> like, to a level that it was going to affect my performance rather than make it better. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But so that'll be a fun and we'll have to wait another year because I didn't get an outdoor track season, but we'll have to wait and see how that transfers and yeah, yeah. yeah. keep working on the mindset. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Is there anything that you like your athletes to do mindset wise, like whether it's like affirmations or I don't know, anything like that, that you do necessarily for yeah, racing or visualization, that. stuff like that? Some of that, I mean, we talk, we do a little bit of, we talk about visualization. We do a little bit of that. I, t- I, a lot of times I have them kind of write out like their, their race plan ahead of time, or, you know, at least think it out about how, how they're going to approach their race. And then we've done a little bit with the mantras, you know, where you have one word or one thought to, to a positive thing to kind of think about during the race. And different ideas. I've had them come up with ideas. Actually, this last at our conference championships, it was like a three lap thing, and or was it four? I think it was four laps actually. So that they they came up with the idea of having you know having one focus, one word, one thing to focus on each lap. Okay. Um, 
and then and they've done that in track in track too with some of my milers they they came up with that idea and they each lap they kind of have a focus okay yeah so it kind of it's kind of that's that thing sort of a plan so you're kind of thinking of you know how you would plan it out but then I also tell them to make sure they have you know think about like oh if something completely goes wrong or it doesn't go like how you planned it out you know don't you can't completely fall apart you have to like say okay well if this happens I'll kind of do this or if this happens or you know just rely on what what you yeah what you know yeah kind of see if like have that if it goes wrong what do you what's your plan then or even like I feel like yeah. people, if you talk like visualization and stuff, it's like you visualize it going wrong sometimes because it's yeah exactly <laughs> and, and kind of how you would change it and how you would still continue on yeah yeah no, I like that I've never thought of like the one lap idea either I've always had you know just one mantra for like throughout the race and I don't yeah. think I did I don't I don't when did I start doing that I just randomly did it in a race once that a half marathon I was doing and then I was like wow this really works this really helps. oh yeah yeah <laughs> then, well uh, I actually I actually first heard it from Caitlin you remember Caitlin Compton who yep was, yep and she she came in and talked to this is not that long ago she came in and talked to my athletes and she said she said she used to always do that. She used to, the one she used to use is she would say, I'm a horse, I'm a horse. For some <laughs> reason she thought because horses run fast, you know, and so that was her mantra, which is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I've talked to her a little bit. I actually, I'm going to see if I can get her on this podcast too. We'll have to interview yeah, her. Yeah, she'd be, cool. be great. She'd be great to have on there. Yeah. That's funny. I'm a horse. Yeah. Mine's always been, I am strong. I am capable. Yeah. No, that just came from a race one day and now I use it um, sometimes, but I try, I try to change it up. It doesn't work to have the exact same thing every time, but. Right. Right. But yeah, yeah if you can just like really get in that zone and have just that word to focus on, it really helps. But yeah, I have to see how I like the lap by lap lap idea too. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Especially for the mile. It's like, okay focus here and then you can yep. kind of switch gears and and, and do that yeah no <laughs> so, yeah. of course a mile so fast and you end up you know you also got to be watching what's going on in the race too so it's a lot of yeah yeah it's a fun so it's funny so that. fast it's been it crazy. So fast, I'm yeah. like, what was i thinking i wanted to get back into racing a mile it's like a sprint. <laughs> I don't know how much of a sprint this is oh my goodness <laughs> but hey i don't know my body I only got a few more years, I feel like, to find out if it can yep. go faster, so I better do it now, so. Yeah, that's great. Oh, man. I Well, we kind of chatted about this, but I was like, all right, while while she's on here, I'll ask, what was it like to work with me as an athlete? This will be a fun <laughs> question. <laughs> what do you remember? Not, we don't, we were talking about the confidence part, but what was, what was 18 to 21-year-old Kristen like? Oh, well, all I remember is you were always a lot of fun, always positive. I mean, <laughs> what I remember is always just fun to have around and a great teammate, a great leader, just a lot of fun. I remember we laughed a lot. <laughs> well, good. That's we had a good group. We had a good group of... <laughs> we had a good group. Yeah. Yeah. Group. <laughs> but it was a fun group. Yeah, but hardworking and, and fun and positive. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I guess we asked this already, but I was going to say, I guess let's go with this. Any of your athletes that have broke five minutes or an equivalent, whatever, what, what do you think, we kind of asked it, but it's in a different way. What do you think they do well, or what was the determining factor of, of getting there? Hmm, that's a good question. You know, I, 
Well, I would say one, just the confidence, you know, of, of being able to run that, that fast. That's that, that well, it also, I think, you know, to get that five minute under that five minute, it seems like everything has to kind of fall in the right, you know, the pace has to go out right. And yeah, kind of the pack has to be not so big. So you're not running way on the outside and um, just have it paced pretty well so that you don't, yeah. You know, go too fast and it'll spike your lactate and but don't go too slow you have to make it up and yeah you know everything just kind of falls right into place but you know the one that we had this uh this girl from norway that ran and she ran we ran the dmr you remember the dmr yep yep <laughs> and she ran like a like a i mean it was 1600 at that point but she ran like yeah. four 450 1600 oh, dang. <laughs> yeah, yeah she, was, she was fast flying but just she was able to run then that she was kind of running by herself well there was probably someone in ahead of her but just running a consistent pace you know being able to in that one you're all by yourself and not not the pack but otherwise strength you know strength and speed and and that's what i'm learning more and more is you know i think a 1600 meter a mile or needs to have more speed than you realize yeah uh, and do more of the the faster stuff, which, which the other coach that's one of my assistant coaches now that's working with me and he, he coaches more the 800. Well, I kind of coach 800, anybody who's 800, 1600 up and he coaches anyone that's 400 down, but also the 400, 800. So he gets okay. more of the, the faster 800 runner or the, the sprinting 800 runners, you know, and I get more of the distance 800 runners. Yep. Yep. And he does. a, And so he's had, some success with the 800 runner than running a mile and doing well and he focuses a lot more on the speed you know doing you know fly like 30 meter 50 meter flies some all-out stuff where you you take you know a ton of recovery and I haven't done a ton with that in the past but I'm looking to do more of that um yeah started adding it in even with the distance runners but that I think you know you really do need some good speed in that even in that mile you know, right difference and then strength yeah. too strength more circuits and more more of the and that's one thing when you were there we didn't do we did strength but we didn't do right none of it but now luke has his background my assistant coach you know in strength and so he writes up separate strength for each 800 milers and Dang. you know with squats and with isometric strength stuff you know some of the more heavy weights but also yeah yeah which which i think will make would make a huge, huge difference for a miler. Yeah, no. And of course I like to hear that because I'm all about the strength. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Right now I'm feeling like it's lacking. It's uh, we're recording this during quarantine time right now. I don't have as heavy of weights, but so yeah. you agree that doing the strength going, you know, heavier, you know, too, like as they can getting strong and then the speed. And I feel like I've felt the whole speed component too, in the sense of, I remember my senior year, we did like I don't know if you remember, we did like some like all out 300s and stuff like that. Like, and I felt like that was more like, it was like, I was training more like a sprinter a little bit, but it had that side, but I think, yeah, like that is important. Like it helps and translate into the sprint of a 1500 or mile really. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause the pace really is fast. And then at the end when you're kicking in and you know, you'd need to have that, that speed. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, I like that. So strength and speed. And really, like you said, the tactics kind of like just or having the race go out well can be a big 
big component for yeah. a mile it, when you're trying to go 75 per, you know, per, per lap or a little quicker technically. So, yeah. And even having a rabbit, like some of the race, some of the meets we go to, they like that, like that Grand Valley one, usually it'll have a rabbit, you know, somebody okay. will set that to pace for a five minute, you know, or for under a five minute mile. And that just to have somebody setting that exact pace is, would help too, for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, definitely. No, I love it. No, that's good stuff. I'm writing it all down. It's good. All right. What do you feel like, and this will be two part, what do you feel like has been your greatest accomplishment as a coach? This can be anything from something you've learned to like an actual like award to an athlete doing such and such, just whatever comes to mind. <laughs> I know that's a deep well, question. That might be too much. <laughs> I'd actually say overall the biggest I feel like the biggest accomplishment is is like like you watching you guys watching the athletes that I've worked with you know succeed you know do well in in college and athletics and in their their academics but then continue on and succeed in in what you're doing in life becoming great you know great people in as a citizen and in in your career and uh you know what you're doing to and and I'd say you know almost all of the athletes that have gone on they've done things they're in professions that are helping other people. And I yeah. think that's, you know, teaching other people, whether it's what you're doing, physical therapy and running and, you know, or teaching or, you know, like the one I have graduated now in speech language hearing, I have one in nursing and, you know, just in, in careers that are helping people to become better, better people or just helping them in, in different ways. And so, I'd say that's my biggest accomplishment yeah. <laughs> is helping, helping, helping these young, young women like yourself, you know, start out with not as much confidence and getting through college and moving on and, and becoming confident, young, strong women. Yeah. I'd no, I love it. I love it. It's like, cause you're our mom. <laughs> you're like our mom when we're in college. That's what I always say. I'm like, <laughs> and probably, yeah, even, <laughs> well, I know we're, closer in age than all the kids now like we, we've talked before it's like every year you get further away but it's like send us off into yeah. the real world um into the <laughs> <laughs> i know we were i was pretty close in age at one point with you know not that much older but um but now i'm like the age of their parents or even their parents <laughs> their parents are even younger than me now <laughs> yeah yeah you're like oh no crazy <laughs> I love it because I love the answer though because it all comes back to relationships and I think that's yeah the important part of a coach and why it's not just you know even with what I do as an online coach it's like it's not just about the training program you know it's about the relationship and it, how it translates to life it's not just running like running running is like such a small part of I feel like being on a team as weird as that might seem like it's so much more than just the actual of any sport I guess the act of the sport itself and competing and stuff. So I love that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'd agree. <laughs> and then going back to a, this could have been better before, but what was your greatest accomplishment as an athlete? Would you say? Hmm. I guess, um, oh, that's a, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, just, you know, being able to compete and try, try out for those Olympic teams was just, that was, I think that was a, a good accomplishment. Yeah great accomplishment just to be able to to do it and and come close in in a way you know an outside have an outside chance and being fairly close to making it so that was probably my biggest accomplishment I did get to go to the 
world masters championships kind of after. So after I retired in 1998 from trying out from that biathlon team, that next winter in 1999, I, I went to the world masters, which at that time you could be 30 and go and be a master. So, <laughs> so I did the races there and I won a gold medal and two silver medals at the world masters. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. So that was really cool. So I think, you know, those were kind of, I felt like that was sort of my Olympics in a way, even though the field was pretty small and, but there were international athletes and, and I felt like I was really in probably the best shape of my life because it was that next year and I was still so fit and I was rested and I was strong. And so that was a cool accomplishment, even though it's, it's kind of, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a super cool <laughs> accomplishment. I would say that for sure. <laughs> so, so you feel like you were the most fit into your thirties. When did you, what, like 30, 31 ish. Yeah. I mean, 30, I was 32 when I tried out for that. Well, they, Oh yeah. Okay. So the masters world masters was, I was 33. So I was 30, 32 when I tried out for that biathlon team. So I'd say, yeah, I was my fittest in my early thirties, 30 to probably between 29 and 28 and 32. I was my, and 33, I was the yeah. fittest I'd ever been strongest and fittest and all around. Yeah. Well, it gives me hope then. All right. I've got a couple of years. Yeah. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and when I studied, I did my master's degree and I, well, in exercise science, but before I did, there was one study I did where I looked at all the Olympic um, gold medal, not the gold medal, but all the Olympic medal winners in skiing for like the last however many years. And the women average age of the women was in the lower thirties. Okay. It was 30 and 32. So yeah endurance sports you know i think it definitely is right. yeah so yeah you got it you got it keep getting faster Go. hopefully <laughs> and if you know at the mile that's the the big thing oh it's a like yeah. you said it's a sprint but it's a sprint <laughs> but we were talking before the show too and she was like i think you can do it. and i was like well thanks because i'm still not quite there but see this is why it's important <laughs> have coaches that believe in you <laughs> like all right yeah. I don't know if I believe I can break five yet but I'm going for it anyways but all right my belief is in the five O's at this point so okay. we'll keep, we'll keep. <laughs> I'd be happy with that though too so I just want to know what my limits are so <laughs> all right <laughs> well last question I guess like to wrap up with and then give you a chance to say anything else you want to say too what was your breaking five moment in your life, in your um, skiing? And it could also be for an athlete you've coached too, if that is more. But what would you say is your breaking five moment? Something, maybe a goal you set and didn't think you could achieve or just, or, or a goal that an athlete set and, you know, didn't think they could achieve and did. I'd say more it's, it's with, with coaching is that I, you know, I coached, I was able to coach an, uh, an athlete that was an All-American, you know, I always thought that would be, you know, I didn't know if I could ever do it because I watched as I was coaching with, with Stan as the assistant coach, you know, and I was, you know, and, and we had All-Americans then, but I was always the assistant coach. And so yeah. I, I didn't actually write the training. I mean, I did, a, I was a big part of those, I felt like, but, but I think when I finally had an athlete that I had worked with from her freshman year, you know, through her whole career and, and uh, when she became an All-American in, in cross country and then in track and field. And so she ended up five-time All-American. I think that was... That's awesome. That was my my breaking five moment because that, that was that was great. That was something like, wow, you know, I mean, she yeah. did all the work and 
but I think it was like, just, we talked about relationships. I think it was a, we did it together, you know, it, yeah. it, it was, it was me helping her and, and, uh, but, and her, her doing it, which was a big achievement and a big thing, I think for myself. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I know who you're talking about, I think, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've had two though, right? Didn't no in the 800 or no? Oh yeah. Yes. And that was Christina too good. Yeah. She was, she was, uh, in, in the 800 and she was an all American, but that was, she had come over. She was only with us for a, two years. And so, yeah. And I, and okay. that was a great, that was a great one too, but I hadn't trained her, you know, she came in pretty darn fast and, you know, I helped her get to that all-american okay okay that, but i was thinking but, that shayla shayla wasn't an all-american oh she was also yeah okay. but i actually didn't i you know my assistant coach luke did a lot of her training because she okay was a, sure she was more on that sprinting side she was more okay. the yeah sprinting side so really so really it was cameron burmeister was the one that yeah because you were with because like you were saying you were with her from freshman year through senior you know year and just yeah like that like yeah talk about it's like more than just like the athlete more than just the coach like that relationship that you were able yeah. to build that and see that no that's awesome I love it <laughs> I, I want a breaking five moment for someone else and I think I think it means more when you have a breaking five moment for someone else than yourself almost I don't know at least yeah it really it really does it's it's so it's it's just great and it's so exciting and inspiring and watching yeah for sure yeah just made, made me so proud of her yeah no, that's awesome. And it's been fun to watch her journey since I know I, she might not even know who I am, but I follow her on Instagram. So <laughs> see where she's going with, with everything. Yeah. Awesome. She actually ran the Olympic trials marathon um, last. Yeah. Yeah. No, I saw that. I was following that. That's super awesome. What, uh, I guess uh, we're kind of going back to the same question. What do you think, you know, watching and getting to coach him all American, what, I guess that's the same question. I guess I keep coming back to the same question. Like I was just going to be like, what does that person, you know, have, or what was the determining factor? Did she come in Barry? Was she a pretty talented athlete coming in or what was, what was her no, story, I, I guess too? I mean, yeah. Interesting. She wasn't, I mean, she was, she was a solid runner, but she had run like 1930 for 5k, 1920, I think for a okay. 5k um, cross country. And she had run like a five, eight or 520 mile I think okay. so yeah nothing nothing spectacular but and I remember she remembers too her parents remember <laughs> she sat in my office and I said well your first year you might be able to come in and you know make the team make the top seven to run at the regional cross-country championships you know <laughs> if you work hard and then and then but I said if you if you want to be if you had to have high goals and want to be an all-american I'll work with you and we'll get we'll get you there and yeah. so yeah she remembers that and and actually she's but right away, so I'd say what she had is right away, she decided she wanted to work hard. She wanted to go for it. And she worked, she followed the training over the summer, was very diligent and, and uh, with everything, with her nutrition, with her training, with strength and everything and came in and she was our number one runner as a freshman. So okay. she, <laughs> he, so she put in the work that first year and then she yeah. just, uh, she just kept going up from there. Gotcha. She just kind of so, was like determined yeah. after that meeting. After you said top yeah. seven, she was like, uh-uh, I'm not top seven. I'm, I'm number one. No. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Then she just got like, did the training, did all everything you asked, you know, and then and I'm guessing part of it too was like 
you've talked about the relationship and like the mindset too that she could do it as well as right right and yeah and exactly and I think you know for her towards the end I mean towards those last years really she had the confidence and she just all I needed to she would be like okay this is what I'm thinking and I'm like all I really had to do was say okay yeah that's perfect (laughs) good work you got it (laughs) you just really needed the you know the reaffirmation or the affirmation or whatever that and what she was thinking and how she was going to approach things was right. And, and so, so that was, that was fun just to watch her gain that confidence on her, on her own throughout that time, along with, you know, me just guiding her along really. Right. And you're just being there to give her the, yeah, the confirmation that her plan is right. And yeah, <laughs> that being the guy, no, that's awesome. And it was fun. Like, I mean, I feel like I followed the, your guys' I mean, everyone's on the team's journey to a degree. I've, you know, follow, see how the team's doing. So it was fun to see you get that um, moment too and have an All-American. And now you yeah. guys have had a couple. So that's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. Anything else you'd like to add in general about anything, you know, running, skiing, anything we talked about that um, we might've missed or anything? <laughs> Uh, I think you covered it all, but I really want, I, I, you know, I'm really proud of you and everything you've done. And, and, uh, this is great what you're doing. And I mean, just helping other people do, you know, continue on their journeys and, and, uh, sharing your journey with, with what you're doing. So that's great. Yeah. Thank you. And thanks for being part of it. The beginning part of it, right? The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> still, and still being there. It's fun that we have the way to connect now. Right. Cause in the past, yeah what would have I, would have we called each other to update? I what, know, or what, written, I don't know. written letters. Yeah. Oh, gosh, <laughs> letter. I'm trying to break five minutes in the mile. <laughs> no, I love it. And I love that we can stay in touch. And yeah, this has been awesome and great and so insightful and super excited. There's gonna be tons to go back on to, to re-listen to, and that will help a lot of people out there listening. Last, it's not really a question, but where, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, first, can they? And two, where, yeah. where, where can they get in touch with you at? What's the best place? Yeah, well, um, I mean, my, if you go on the NMU Wildcat website, my okay. coaches, my, all my information, but my email is jryan at nmu.edu. It's an easy one. Perfect. So it's the same email. as it was how many years ago? <laughs> yeah, and I think my phone number is even on the website. So, okay. yeah. We just give it all out. All right. (laughs) If you need to get in touch with her, that is where you can do so. Thank you so much for being on. This was a blast. I'm sure we could chat more, but this, maybe we'll bring you back on. We'll chat more sometime, but. All right. Thanks for having me. Yes. No problem. Thanks for being here. (laughs) Yep. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Breaking Five, a running podcast. We hope you are running away with some inspiration, tips, and actionable items that you can put towards your Breaking Five moment. Lastly, if you know anyone else with a Breaking Five moment, that doesn't have to actually mean literally Breaking Five, just a Breaking Five moment in general, in running, in life, or anyone else who has great knowledge and background in helping others reach their Breaking Five moment, I would love for you to put me in contact with them. We would love to have them on the show. So if you could and let them know, if you know of someone else, tell them to reach out to me at my Instagram. And that is at Kristen underscore run your life. Again, that's at Kristen underscore run your life. And could you do me a favor? And if you enjoyed today's episode and can think of anyone else who could benefit from listening to it, could you go ahead and share this out on your social media or share this directly with them? That would mean the world to me, seriously. 
And make sure if you have not already, make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so that you get our weekly updates as we drop the next episodes. Thank you, everyone. We seriously appreciate you tuning in today. We'll see you next time. And until then, go run your life.